Hello and welcome to another uh, spot interview uh, with one of the creators of the scenarios for the new and upcoming uh, horror guide uh, for Cult Divinity Lost. I am joined today by Martina Marshall, um, one of the writers uh, who has a long history of doing amazing things. Oh, hello everyone. Um, so a few words about me. I've been into tabletop gaming for about 20 years by now, uh, while Occult is um, perhaps the first scenario to be published um, by me. Um, I've been playing and game mastering for quite some time, and horror specifically has been one of the genres that has always been very dear to me, so I'm really excited to have the opportunity to write for Occult. I got a chance to look at Downfall, uh, look over it, and let me tell everyone this is going to be an amazing uh, scenario. Uh, but what was kind of the inception? What 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 started you on um, the idea of writing Downfall? Uh, so one of the things that uh, always intrigue me, um, specifically in horror, is how it intertwines with the, with the theme of passion and sexuality. And uh, this is something that was one of the sparks inspiring downfall, combined with the lore content that I already knew from uh, the previous editions of Cult, um, which I already, uh, which I also read in the past, and uh, this was it. Awesome. Uh, so can you just kind of give a brief description of what Downfall is uh, for those who might have not have checked out the Kickstarter? Downfall is a scenario about how passion can lead you astray if you are not careful in following it. And this is not only true for um, the character Noah who goes missing in the story, but also for the player characters who each have their own potentially destructive passions and must be very careful about how they go about pursuing them and whether they even decide to pursue them knowing the potential consequences. Um, so it's kind of looking over the, the things that you sent me and and something that kind of resonated to me was that you were a huge fan of asian supernatural horror what are some kind of the um, uh, any inspirations uh you, you've kind of uh, got from that genre so um when it comes to asian horror i really like the theme of the supernatural lingering at the edges of reality and always being present there somehow uh, sort of seeping into our world and um, just intertwining with ours with the usual things that seem familiar to us at first but once we start interacting with them digging deeper it turns out that there might be something more that is uncanny and unsettling for us. So this is one of the themes that I really like about Asian horror, the mundane uh, becoming sort of threatening and suddenly changing our perspective on the world as we know it. It's kind of like some of your favorite movies um, or, or books or any sort of literature from, uh, from the genre. 
Actually, my all-time favorite is uh, perhaps pretty mainstream, and it's uh, The Ring, uh, both the movie and the book series. Um, the book series actually goes across several genres, uh, starting with horror and ending somewhere closer to science fiction. And I really recommend it if you haven't read it yet. But when it comes to the movie, um, I've watched it when I was a very young, young viewer. And uh, the scene where Sadako crawls out of the TV uh, was just one of the most terrifying horror things I have ever seen. And it just stayed with me until my adult years. That is awesome. I remember when uh, The Ring came out in America and it was during a snowstorm. Uh, so we did not have power for about two weeks. Uh, and during the whole time we were forced to sleep in the living room with uh, huge things of cloth uh, covering the entryways. And it was during that time when I was first introduced to uh, Asian horror via The Ring. Uh, we were the only ones in the theater and that night I greatly regretted it because I was had to sleep in front of a TV. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites as well. I used to uh, have a TV on like a very high up shelf in my room. <laughs> So I always imagine that, okay, when she comes and she's got to crawl out of that TV, she'll just face plant into the floor and I'm fine. <laughs> yes. Did you know that there is a, um, they have a movie featuring the girl from The Ring and the girl from uh, The Grudge fighting each other? Yes, it's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw it. I was like... Oh, this this looks cool. Kind of in your opinion, I mean, you 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 love horror, and there's definitely a lot of different uh, genres. You you enjoy gothic fiction, H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, of course, we talked about the the Asian uh, horror, uh, B class movies. I'm kind of curious about Killer Shrews, um, but like, what are kind of your favorite aspects of each? kind of theme genre of horror what kind of brings you in from each and how do you think they're different i mean it's it's such a wide uh, variety of things yeah so uh to me personally the scariest horror is the one that's sort of probable enough that it lingers with you mm. and this is something i find in asian horror and if you delve deeper into asian cultures you know that um they are focused on the supernatural coexisting with our world so when you think about that there might be a monster under your bed and that's fine it's just there um but uh when it comes to the other genres uh for example i'm not a huge fan of body horror which may be surprising once you read the downfall, uh, <laughs> seeing as there are quite a few uh, bits and pieces of it, um, quite literally. Um, but um, this is another kind of horror that I find, um, well, I'm pretty squeamish when it comes to body horror. I'm going to say this. When I see torture or anything, I'm that viewer who looks away first. And uh, this is a different reaction, this kind of uh, almost physical repulsion that just makes you turn away uh, from the screen or, I don't know, close a book because this is just too much and you start to feel your fingers tingle and, you know, your eyes do weird things when you think about what could be happening to them. Uh, I remember watching Hostel and that was, uh, that was a tough one to watch. Uh, it's a lot of body horror and, then, and definitely, like, a movie like Human Centipede still gives me shivers. Yeah, uh, I have similar difficulties with Saw <laughs> or like Antichrist. 
those were tough. And I, I also see that we kind of have a lot of uh, similarities in terms of the the games that we like. You, you mentioned Call of Cthulhu, World of Darkness, Bluebeard's Bride, uh, of course, is one of my favorites uh, as well, along with Monster Hearts and Starcross. Yes, it's a pretty pretty um, wide range, going from horror to cosmic horror to teenage drama, which is my second favorite genre. And uh, for example, Monster Hearts is a good combination of both, sort of. So, like for 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 games like Monster Hearts and and kind of going between that Starcrossed and and Cult and Bluebeard's Bride, uh, would you say it's kind of a, a palate cleanser or more so just kind of more things you enjoy? I think it's uh, more things I enjoy. Uh, sure, uh, playing uh, dark games and disturbing games all the time can be exhausting and you need something different. Uh, even if to get a fresh perspective on the dark and disturbing and to go back with it and sort of refresh your capacity for being scared. Because I think this is, this is one of the challenges when uh, you are really rooted in a horror genre and I don't know you watch a lot of horror and you read a lot of horror your, your, your tolerance threshold is going yeah. higher and higher and eventually you know there is there is this torture porn happening on screen and you're just eating popcorn like okay yeah <laughs> um, and this is not what I want because I love horror because I love being afraid so when I run horror games and when I write scenarios I try to reach for the things that personally scare me or that personally disturb me. And uh, this is my recipe. So when I go to lighter games like Monster Hearts or Starcrossed, uh, I'm looking for a different kind of experience, of course, to have fun, but also yeah. to sort of lower the threshold uh, for coming back to horror after a break. Good idea. I mean, definitely as someone who also kind of enjoys horror uh, and can just dive into it, uh it's very important to kind of just take a step back and, and let yourself get scared again uh which is i think part of that horror contract is is letting yourself be scared instead of kind of tensing up for it uh you kind of lose some enjoyment on that um but one of the things like especially with, with cult and i mean bluebeard's bride is uh, is making sure that everyone at the table feels safe. Um, and I love that you uh, kind of in the, the info dump you, you sent me uh, are ad adamant about the X card. What's kind of other safety tools and, and why do you think the X card is so important for especially these horror games that we play? Yeah, so for me, uh, all kind of gaming, not only horror, but perhaps horror especially, should be self-safe, uh, sane and consensual. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is why I think that all these safety measures are very, very important. And apart from the X card, um, you may also be familiar with the constant in gaming uh, by Montecook, which yeah. um, also arms you with a great checklist. Uh, for potential triggers and topics that you should avoid in games. And I think that uh, if you want to run heavy games, dark games, which may touch upon topics that will be uncomfortable for your players, it is really necessary to talk about it even before the game, to use the trigger warnings, which you will also find uh, in Downfall, and uh, to warn your players what kind of a ride they are signing up for, so they can make a um, conscious decision uh, to participate in your game. Uh, but again, even if uh, you have consent of the whole group, uh, mechanisms like the X card 
give you the liberty to, you know, play as dark and as hard as you want, knowing that the players have the safe word mechanism to use whenever they start to feel that this is too much or that the game is getting too uncomfortable for them to continue. So I think it's a great um, tool also for the game masters because I know I can uh, go further whenever I run a horror games and I trust my players to use the safety mechanisms whenever they feel uncomfortable and they feel that they need them. Yeah, definitely. It does let you kind of um, uh, rely kind of on the, the players to, to help uh, make sure that everything stays safe, uh, safe and uh, everyone's still having fun. Uh, it's definitely a mechanic I love using uh, and will continue to use. Uh, because definitely whether you know like you said it's cult or or even monster hearts or star crossed or you're just playing dungeons and dragons uh you want to make sure that everyone uh comes to it in a very safe uh, and consensual manner and you don't know everything that's gone on in the other person's life um and really it's just kind of about empathy and compassion yeah, and I think it's also important to note that the Game Master can also use the X card and say, look, my dear player, I'm not okay with this. Uh, let's drop this topic or let's drop the scene. I, I'm not okay with this being in my game. So I think it's also important to highlight that uh, this is as much a tool for players as yes. it is for the Game Master. Definitely. GMs, you do not have to, uh, as people say, suck it up. Uh, you were as much of a part of the safety mechanics as as the players itself. I mean, I know uh, for me, I was running one of the cult scenarios uh, last week, and it was during you know Nazi Germany, and I did not feel comfortable about doing the salute, even though it was something I've seen in movies and something that people I think expect from them in general. But like, I, I can't do that, and I don't. I don't think it's bad for anyone else to do it in in the the scope of a role-playing game or an actor or something like that but just because i'm uncomfortable with it and and that's cool that's kind of part of uh role-playing and, and it's definitely something that people should kind of get behind a, a little bit more um but yeah it was really cool to to see that uh and and to just kind of see the the adamant uh approach to to safety in in mechanics um which has always been a, a, a something I've been a fan of. Yes, me too. I'm, and I'm really happy that it's becoming a, an increasingly more popular topic and that more and more groups are adopting various safety mechanisms from, mm. I don't know, having a conversation before the game to introducing the X card or the consent card. Uh, and this kind of goes back to the scenario of downfall, which you explore sexuality and, and stuff like that. How do you kind of approach uh, you know such a sensitive topic especially i mean uh coming from the the west as an american it's super sensitive in in our country but how do you approach it in i guess a, a way that's mature but but also kind of gets to the point so i think the um, core of talking about or maybe role-playing sexuality is not to make it pornographic when it's not necessary because sexuality is as much about the experience of passion, of lust, of um, sensuality and the draw to another person or to a new experience. And I think that delving into these topics and exploring sexuality in terms of a desire 
uh, is much more fulfilling and interesting that uh, you know being very direct or maybe very very little about what goes where and you know how it works um so this is this is how i try to approach it in downfall and show it as a, a kind of passion that may be really intense uh, for some of the character and difficult to resist and that they struggle with as they try to explore the depths of sexuality that maybe more transgressive or mm -hmm. uh, perhaps even uh, dangerous or illegal in some of the aspects and to show how it influences them as people and how it changes them along the way. And what kind of inspirations do you have in, in or in terms of exploring sexuality, uh, I don't know many uh, like video games, movies, or or books that that kind of do it in a in a good way. And I'm really curious, kind of what what do you draw upon? Okay, so uh, this is going to be a bit of a coming out, but as my pastime, I do like to write erotica, and I also read it because if you want to write something, you should be reading it as well. Yeah. Uh, yep. So. <laughs> A lot of what you find in Downfall will be somehow inspired by the erotic literature, especially the kind that um, is maybe a bit more into the um, BDSM or kink mm -hmm. uh, genres. Uh, I'm not saying that, uh, this in connection to Downfall to say that BDSM is transgressive in any way. Yeah. Uh, but um, when it comes to exploring sensuality, thing, themes like sadism and masochism and uh, how people experience emotions during um, for example this kind of play uh, this I think um, is a very intense experience and uh, something very interesting to look into and to immerse oneself into so I was really looking into downfall inspirations in the more let's say sensual part um, of the literature pertaining to erotica and sexuality but i am curious what how did you start in that in in writing erotica huh that's that's a perhaps a pretty uh, long story uh so Okay, I started from being a person who really didn't like romance. Uh, mm -hmm. Why? Because um, when you when you watch romantic comedies, uh, they're all sort of following the same boy meets girl script, yeah. and you have the same tropes rehashed. And when you are a person who may be interesting to explore something less heteronormative or mm -hmm. less uh, I don't know, mainstream, let's call it. Mm -hmm. You have to look elsewhere. And uh, I was one of those people who are like, okay, uh, I'm not really a huge fan of uh, those boy meets girl stories. Not saying there is anything wrong with them, mm -hmm. but I'm just not so much into them. So what else is out there? And I started digging. I went into, uh, I don't know, uh, erotic literature that's, for example, written um by authors more focused on, I don't know, homoeroticism or mm -hmm. um, freeways or like I said, the BDSM scene. And there I found things that were different, that were somehow fresh. Uh, and that inspired me to also start writing and to start exploring these things myself. Very interesting. Like uh, it's definitely something uh, that has always been captivating uh, for me and, and I'm sure other people as well. So it's really cool seeing that kind of jump from uh, the, the writing of erotica to kind of the 
and bringing that experience, at least from from my perspective, uh, bringing that experience to writing role playing scenarios. Uh, it sounds very interesting. I, I'm super excited about Downfall. The more I hear about it, especially after I've I've read it. Uh, so everyone who who hasn't gotten a chance to uh, look at the synopsis on the Kickstarter, please do and, and definitely check out and, and, and pledge because you're gonna want this this scenario. It's it's definitely uh, an amazing, unique perspective uh, to uh, to cult and, and to sexuality. So we have I have one more question, and it might not surprise you. Um, I see that you like to collect Flamingo merch. Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> and I think it's safe to say that whenever you are in my apartment, they will, there will be at least one Flamingo within an arm's reach. <laughs> All right. Can I see one of these Flamingos? All right. Sure. No problem. I'm prepared for this. <laughs> yeah, excellent. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, that is super cute. <laughs> do you have any last words uh for the viewers people watching cult fans horror aficionados uh before we head out uh so one thing i think i'd like to close with is <laughs> if you if you are interested in playing downfall really talk to your group talk to your players because this scenario touches upon difficult topics and uh, as you will see the list of trigger warnings is pretty long for that one so uh, have this conversation let them know what kind of a ride they are up to that perhaps the characters they are going to play are not always going to be nice people and this isn't necessarily a game about nice people having mm fun together um so employ the safety mechanisms go through the trigger warnings have this conversation before you play downfall because this is a dark scenario and um it was designed to disturb and to delve into topics that may be heavy and that may be difficult so i recommend to have a conversation about it before and perhaps after the game as a debrief as well Excellent words. Uh, on behalf of Helmgas, thank you so much, uh, uh, Martina, for, for joining us today. Uh, it's, it's always a pleasure to, to speak to such creative uh, and wonderful people. Uh, also, thank you for TTRPG Theater for hosting us and making this whole thing possible. Uh, and of course, check out the Kickstarter. All the links and information can be found just below here. Uh, and I'm super excited to be running this game one day. Uh, it's going to be amazing. And uh, we hope to see you guys uh, for another show sometime. Bye. Thank you so much for having me. Bye-bye. <laughs>